pot. I'm gonna tell you a story. on the ostensibly a baseball podcast tonight is wednesday yes wednesday october the 6th 2021 coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel welcome with me tonight as per usual is sam sam how's it going uh hey joel i'm doing well i'm coming at you as usual from brooklyn new york as you may have been able to already tell from that song the red sox won their game last night, the one game wild card play in against their rivals, the New York Yankees. <clears throat> My hot take for tonight is that we are smart and the whole rest of the sports broadcasting media sphere is stupid because yeah. Yeah. from probably about a month into the season, we've been saying, oh, the Yankees are actually pretty bad this year, and the Red Sox are actually better than them. The Red Sox are better than the Yankees. And <clears throat> all through the season, despite the fact that, well, they ended up with the exact same record, but the Red Sox won the season series. 10 to 9. Um, 10 to 9. Right. 11 to 9, Joel. The regular season series, they won. <laughs> yeah. 9. Gotcha. Um, and still total dominance total dominance <laughs> yeah to total dominance to 10 to 9 oh, yeah. total domination yeah and still before this wild card game it was almost unanimous that all of sports media picked the Yankees to win this game despite right. the fact that they had the same record and seemed especially on paper like a very similar sort of team Yep. Well, and we've been saying this, this is a theme we've been talking about all year long that, you know, mainstream media and especially Bridgeport, Connecticut's own ESPN, they're in the pocket of the Yankees. Yeah. And the Red Sox. Yeah. But especially the Yankees, because they will, they, every year, they're going to say, oh, the Yankees, look up every major. Sports thing, ESPN, CBS Sports, Yahoo Sports, 538.com. At the beginning of the year, they were all like, oh, it's going to be the Yankees in the World Series. No, 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 no. Okay, wait. So here you go. Like, you guys are both a couple of, well, at least one East Coaster who's like trying to claim some knowledge of some. With East Coast bias, man, they couldn't give a shit whether it's the Yankees or the Red Sox. The only reason the Yankees shit is louder is because. It's a larger metropolitan area, and they have a larger global reach. They're the same. ESPN couldn't give two fucking shits if the whole Pacific Northeast is watching, or if just the lower mid Northeast. You know what I mean? Like ESPN is it's an East Coast bias. It's not a New York versus Boston right? Uh, bias. Well, except for everybody in all of these sports media conglomerates picked the Yankees to win that game yesterday. So I doubt that every person in every sports it was like it was a ridiculously high percentage. I want I want a list of every sports conglomerate that had something <laughs> to do with picking a team, and I want to see them we all. Okay, them. everyone that I looked at. Well, that's like you want to get bias. into semantics, but I'm right. Like I know that I'm right, <clears throat> and you know that I'm right too. Like there's a huge <laughs> bias Yankees over Red Sox. You know that there is. My it's just experience. like there's a bias of Red Sox over Mariners because they're like a better friend. Red Sox over the Mariners, 
that they right. will pay more attention to the Red Sox. ESPN will pay attention to the Red Sox at the bat of an eye. Right. As well, well as the Yankees. The Yankees will get more favorable press probably because they've got, I think they have, I think they have a larger global reach. I think they have a larger worldwide market than the Red Sox. I think the Red so, Sox have a bigger, like bigger fan base in the United States. I would say I regionally, I would say regionally in the Northeast, Boston Red Sox fans are have a stronger, might have a stronger. I found it. I found it. So American League wild card game, ESPN.com took a survey. Of their survey, 27 of their writers voted for the Yankees and nine voted for the Red Sox. That's so not every. 20, that's. 75% of the employees. I think if you look on paper at Garrett Cole, if you look on paper at Garrett Cole going over Nate Uvalde, you pick Cole. No, I, I don't think so, though. I thought I mean, Garrett, Garrett, Cole, so, Garrett Cole with sticky stuff, yeah, I'd take him over Nate Uvalde. <laughs> but I wouldn't say that Garrett Cole without sticky stuff. There, I was reading this article today. Garrett Cole's ERA since they banned sticky, sticky stuff is over four. Well, ERA is a terrible stat, but I know that his performance has been down. And I know that I'm sure that he benefited from the use of sticky stuff. He talked about it in the media, like he obviously did. I'm sure Yavaldi did it. We were talking about in the Mariner on the game thread during the the last Sunday, you know, they were talk, talking about, can, well, can we just let Kikuchi play with sticky stuff? And like, if he gets caught and suspended, then like, who gives a shit? Like, we're probably not going to resign him next year <laughs> anyway. So like, just let him use it. And then if he gets caught with it, he gets kicked out of the game, but we already got three outs out of him. <laughs> Wait, does he get suspended or something like that? Yeah, but 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 the Mariners have a pretty hard decision to make whether they're gonna actually like re-sign him. I think it was like there there's some the contract's weird. So like we could either like let him go or we can continue to keep him. And I think people are saying we're gonna let him go because his second half is so bad. Uh, but I thought it was funny that they were like, we should just introduce, let him, like, if we just let him use, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? He's going to get kicked out of the game, but we're still going to get the three outs. Okay. So do we want to stay on this Red Sox Yankees? Cause I got some things to say. Well, we you haven't even on? told people who I am. Exactly. Joel. So let's, let's move on and circle <laughs> back. Cause I got some. No one cares though. Cause you're from Seattle, Thomas. That's the thing. <laughs> I know exactly. Nobody's saying, Oh yeah. The other guy. Also joining us as per usual. From Seattle is Thomas. Thomas. Boo, boo. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Glad the baseball season's over so I can finally. Well, actually, I was pretty relaxed the whole time because I picked the Mariners to not make the playoffs the whole time. So <laughs> I, um, I saw an awful lot of belief that... signs in that game. What? Sorry, but that game I watched, that Mariners game, people were holding up believe signs. Yeah, well, because they handed, they put them on all the seats. There's a photograph of Rick Riz, beloved Mariners uh, radio play-by-play announcer, putting those placards on seats at 8, 8, 10 in the morning. It was all hands on deck for the Mariners at T-Mobile Field, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel like I can take ago. credit for that. Huh? I feel I feel like I should take credit for that because I've been begging you to believe in the Mariners for so long now. I feel like it, it was caught definitely on. had it was definitely you and not Ted Lasso. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> agreed. There, I would say that yeah, cultural phenomenon that was being paid attention to was you for sure. Uh, well, it turned out I was right to not believe. It turned out fine and everything. As we would expect, anyway. <laughs> on the last game of the season, that's the thing, Thomas. Every week, you've been saying, "Man, this is the height of the Seattle Mariners' season. It's all downhill from here on." They out. finished eighteen games over five hundred, which was, yeah, uh, I think fifteen games up higher than what I said they would be their high water mark the last time. Maybe I think they were like three games above five hundred, and I was like, "This is as good as it's gonna go." We're done exactly. Now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, my hot take is that this is not a Red Sox podcast. You may be fooled by that dirty water, although that is a great fucking song. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. God damn, these fucking Red Sox. Well, at least the other songs they took aren't that good. Anyway, the point like, being, like, sweet it Caroline. might be led to believe <laughs> Sweet Caroline song. is terrible. Can we agree <laughs> that Sweet Caroline 
is a terrible song. Sounds great. Terrible song. A great song. And Neil died. Somebody pointed out the lyric. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> no, no, somebody pointed out the lyric earlier today on the internet. Warm. Touching warm. <laughs> He's like, Neil Diamond, get the fuck out of here. Like, No, but Dirty Water is a great song. And I like that yeah. they played that song. But I don't get the Sweet Caroline thing at all, man. It's like you're at like that's the worst song that comes on at a wedding, right? When Sweet Caroline comes on at a wedding, you know it's about to take an ugly left turn, and like, you know, some like plus one is about to fight the brother-in-law for unknown reasons, and who knows the groom best? Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. That's all I feel about Sweet Caroline. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way too. Yeah, it's a sing-along. That's, that's, that's why. Yeah, we that's get it, point. Sam. We get it. We get <laughs> I don't it. think you do get it. I do get it. I know Neil Diamond. It's not, it's not that deep. I've seen concerts. You know, it doesn't go that deep. It's just like something that everyone can sing along It's a great to. fun <laughs> song to sing. Yeah, I get it, Sam. It's and all yours. Yeah, exactly. We're Red Sox. This is ours now. <laughs> right. Uh, well, um, congratulations on your great win yesterday. I, what's the score in that other game right now, currently? It was one-to-one one in the fifth between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. It's on a commercial break right now. I'm not sure if it's still 1-1. Um, but I do want to talk about that Red Sox-Yankees games. Hey, everybody, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Um, my team is the White Sox. They start their playoff run tomorrow at the Houston Astros, but um, I want to give a shout out to the White Sox fan who took off who prosthetic leg and used it to catch a ball that flew into the stands last week. Yeah, that was awesome. A uh, shout out to Shannon Friendrice, a.k.a. Shannon K on TikTok. Uh, she wrote five. Did you put that on Twitter? Uh, somebody else did. Somebody put it on. It was, it was going around. It, you... I retweeted it. Um, yeah. But there's video of it. You can watch this lady in left field on the third baseline. It was uh, White Sox versus Detroit last home series of the weekend. And she took off her leg and caught a fly ball into her leg, which is pretty badass, I must admit. So but, so wait, did she like, never mind. She, I assume she was standing on one leg, possibly with some support. You know, it's not like a fly ball was coming and she unstrapped her leg. So oh, that's a good. I don't know. You're asking how quickly. I mean, if you always have like those modern prosthetics, yeah. they just like clip yeah. right in, you know? <laughs> right. That's uh, impressive, and, though. Yeah, it's really impressive. <laughs> and just like hardcore, like that's what you want out of your baseball fans. People and your prosthetic like, leg. Yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah, I feel like that prosthetic leg company needs to. Find that lady and like make a commercial out of it. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? For sure. They need to give her a chunk of money and get some good video rights there. Uh, I think, yeah, go White Sox, man. Right. Go, go White Sox, go Rays. Sorry. Sorry, Sam. Uh, yeah. I know. You're just bitter. So For sure. A hundred percent. There's so no intensely bitter. <clears throat> You're describing me like like you should you should speak at my funeral. <laughs> Just talk about my fandom for the Mariners this year. Just be like he intensely bitter is really the best way to describe it. For no damn reason, his love of baseball, which was an unhealthy love. <laughs> through, his, through his love for baseball, he hated everything except for his dear family. <laughs> Especially the <laughs> Dude, if the Mariners are good ever, I'm gonna just jump off a bridge. They'll be good next year. At least that's what I. I don't know. The Mariners were good this year. I yeah, they were good. They were decent. Well, they were pretty good. Um, okay, I want to give some shout outs to uh, some Twitter friends. So shout out to D Brown twenty three Darren. Uh, we hung out last week. He took me to a bunch of college bars that I was way too old to be hanging out at. So that was probably a mistake on my part. But shout out to uh, D Brown twenty three. So probably gonna watch some. See, more. If you're in a bar, that you're fine. Right, I know, but everyone supposedly everyone there is twenty one and older. 
Well, I suppose yeah, it's you know they're wrong. not. Though. And <laughs> what does that and have like, to do with you? Well, but like. Oh, okay. Well, uh, Sam, you've been to this town where, like, there's campus, and then there you, you're either a college person or a townie. And I right. am definitely now a town. You know, it's right. been a decade. I am hardcore townie, and the hardcore right. townies go to the townie bars. And like the students cross the street when they see you walking on the same side as the street is there. Exactly. Because like, they're like, I don't want to tangle with that angry townie. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I definitely, Your distance. I had definitely gone to the wrong side of the tracks, quite literally, yeah. when I was at these, uh, these college bars. But, uh, and also drinking really sweet, sugary by Kool-Aid shots. With 19-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. Well, probably. Uh, allegedly. Right? Yeah. No, allegedly 21. Right, allegedly 21-year-olds. Yeah. Anyway, it was fun. So anyway, that was a great place to cruise for chicks. That's that's what, yeah. that's what I'm getting. That's what, I was like, ah, oh, this is bad. <laughs> um, and also shout out to Colleen Sullivan, uh, she writes for SB Nation and writes little previews of the White Sox series that are coming up and included one of our hot takes about the Houston Astros in her preview about the upcoming uh, White Sox Astros um, series. Wait, and, what was the hot take? Wait, wait. Did she cite like our Twitter? Yeah. Oh, so it was your hot take. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Our, the royal weed. It was via dump on the um. No, that's oh, good. Right. That's good. But right. That's, that's, that's kind of wild. Do we get any money for that? <laughs> no, we get zero dollars for that. Zero dollars. Well, the, the is a reputable website. Well, it's, it's on southsidesocks.com, part of the um, SB Nation network. Is that what they're called? Uh, there's a picture. I'm scrolling all the because she she like gives out here it is. Oh <laughs> yeah, mine was really good. You know the meme of the rocky hand shaking. Yeah. And mine was Astros Enron fraudulent Houston organizations. <laughs> oh nice. That was pretty good. And then she re replied, "It was called Enron Field." Before it was Minute Made Park. You're like, no shit, dumbass. I knew that. Yeah. I didn't call oh, it. Wait, no, we're, we're giving her a shout out. Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't mean that. You'll have to you'll have to forgive Thomas. He's very bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Go Mariners. Go Mariners. <laughs> My favorite thing was that Sam. Uh, Thomas said, oh, yeah, you're going to say that at my funeral. And Sam said, yeah, like, he'd already thought about it. <laughs> like, Sam, great, Sam, now you brought it up. So that means I'm definitely right. going to die. And your whole family is going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, why is he even here? <laughs> like, I talked to him more in the last three years of my life than anybody else in the world. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, high quality uh, podcasting going on right now. Good job yeah, for sure. All right, so thanks for everybody who listened. Um, so this is the first official like playoffs, playoffs um, podcast. Our first, we're into the off season. We're into yeah. the postseason off season. You know, yeah. we're like some so of our teams are done. We we chaos was avoided. So. <laughs> I know you guys didn't want to do a, a recap, but I am going to do a real, like, we're going into the last day of the season. Like, the Blue Jays win. Seattle loses. Both the Yankees and, and uh, Red Sox look like they're in trouble, but then pull off wins on the last day of the regular season. Your chronology is not right. No, okay. How, yeah, because of, like, which game happened on that? The day? Red Sox game finished before the Mariners game, so the Mariners knew that they were cooked. Right. So that's why they gave up and lost. <laughs> and game. No, they were at the same time. Yeah. No, but... Kyle Seeger got taken out of the game. 
in the ninth yeah. inning. Oh, right. The game started the at the same time, though. Yeah, but ours, ours dragged on. So in the top of the ninth, the Red Sox game went final, and service came off the mound and took – oh, yeah, I want to give a shout-out to fucking Kyle Seeger. Yeah. Kyle Seeger retired, essentially, from the Mariners. Well, that's not really true. He was not tendered a contract. Our front office is very strange. Anyway, uh, in the ninth inning on that Sunday, we found out Red Sox won, and the game was ostensibly over. So even though Seeger could have batted in the bottom of the ninth, service came out. The Seattle Mariners signed Kyle Seeger to a 10-year, $130 million deal. I can't remember exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. But then they had a last year, they had an $18 million option with plus bonuses. It brought it up to $20 million for one more year of Kyle Seeger. The Seattle Mariners have a strained relationship with Kyle Seeger at this point. They've There is a lot of talk about Kevin, uh, Kevin Mather, the president, the since jettisoned president of the Seattle. Is he the racist one? He said a bunch of stuff in a zoom meeting with the Bellevue Rotary club and showed his ass and was fired as a result because his ass was racist and stupid. But one also, he spoke about how this was the last season that Kyle Kyle Seeger would be in a Mariners uniform about how it's kind of like trying to get out from under his contract said some kind of Kyle Seeger slander so it sort of basically sent the whole relationship into tumult apparently as ryan divish wrote in the seattle times that the mariners jerry depoto specifically and kyle seager haven't even spoken in four years so like the relationship is completely severed and service came out in the ninth and took him out of the game and like to me ultimately says like yeah we're not signing you you're not coming we're not we're not bringing you back Seven years, hundred million dollars. That was the contract. Seven hundred. Seven seven yeah. years, a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, and he's performed. I mean, he's been, he's been like a lot of people have talked about it, and I feel. I mean, I shed a tear when he was getting taken off the field. I was watching on the TV, and I was like, "Oh shit, there goes Kyle Seager." You know, I watched this kid come up under Dustin Ackley, and was un- completely unheralded, but has been since like, I think like in his third year, he kind of like just took off and his, he had some, he, like, he had one year that he just played out of this world, right? He had sort of like, he had sort of sneaky numbers. There was like, there was like a span of like three or four years where he was low key, one of the better hitters in the game. And then you take into account that he's playing third base and was doing it well every day. Uh, yeah, I feel like there yeah, was he, one he, season he, he that came in second in the mvp voting or something he had he's had a couple of really good years i don't know what i don't think he's ever had any he's never had any acclaim in any kind of national media <clears throat> east coast bias but anyway well, uh, he's never played for a winning team either so exactly he's like another like felix hernandez and ichiro suzuki uh career legends that suffered and floundered in seattle without reaching the playoffs well each your own to the playoffs but only once i think or twice so anyway it was a sad end to the season they gave him the third base i saw that yeah they did the whole i mean they did the whole thing and it was obviously like oh we're not keeping you and he was like okay thanks you're not keeping me right and he walked away people some people think he's going to retire but he could i mean he hit 35 homers and had 100 some rbis He's only yeah. 33. Yeah. No. Like that, you know, he could get a contract. He'd play for somebody. Oh, yeah. You could, I could see him in Atlanta. Seagull came, is coming out of the season where he set career highs and home runs. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that right here. Kyle Seager is going to Atlanta. That'd be cool. Uh, according to fansided.com, he's going to the Yankees. Yeah, <laughs> he should be in the American League, actually. You think he'd DH? He needs to be a, a, available too, because I don't think. I mean, he plays third base. He's a pretty good defensive third baseman, so he could. I think like a, they, Atlanta has an Austin Riley problem at third base. I think. Uh, interesting. Um, okay, so in North Carolina, Seattle lost. Toronto won. Both the Yankees and the Red Sox won. So that set up the wild card game. Yankees at Red Sox, because as we mentioned, the Red Sox dominated them in the season series 10 to 9. But really, that home field advantage 
came in fucking huge in this baseball game. So the only player for the Yankees that I have any respect whatsoever for is Stanton. And he hit two of the hardest hit balls ever. Both of them were over 110 that looked off the bat like home runs off the green wall. In How big were the dents they left? <laughs> it's called the green monster. Green monster. Sorry. The green wall. It's called the green wall, Sam. We're, we're naming, we're renaming no, it's it. Not. Our podcast has great the, power. It's the green wall. It's a wall that's green. I can never remember that. Okay. Off the green monster. Um, and they looked like home runs, but they were wall, both green wall. Okay. Green wall. I think the green wall is a river map. It didn't work. And that's why they do that. Cool. Uh, and like that was the all the entirety of the Yankees offense for that game. So, How did Aaron Judge get on second? Aaron Judge hit a double, right? It, he hit a double, and then I didn't see it. Stanton hit one of those rockets off the green. <laughs> was it like a bloopy Fenway Park double, or was it like a ringing no, double? It was a real double. I think it went into it went. I think it bounced off the right field. Because you guys talk a lot of trash about Aaron Judge, but he's not a terrible baseball player. No, my take on Aaron Judge is he's never going to be an MVP. He's an all-star caliber player who's never going to be an MVP. And the New York media treats him like he should should be an MVP. And we're going to talk about A-Rod in a second. I'm pretty sure A-Rod said something like, if it weren't for Shohei Otani or Vladimir Guerrero, Aaron Judge would be MVP. And it's like, he's wrong. But also, those are two big... If there weren't. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but, they, but they do exist. <laughs> like, you can if it wasn't that. for all these smart people, I'd be the smartest person in the world. <laughs> exactly. You know, two years earlier, you could have said, if it weren't for Mookie Betts and Mike Trout, Aaron Judge would be MVP. And three years before that, you know... I don't know who was MVP. If it weren't for Miguel Cabrera, Aaron Judge would be MVP. Like what? Uh, Aaron Judge years? didn't hit a double, just by the by. Oh, I thought he did. What did he do? Yeah, I didn't think so either. He got a, he, the only hit he got in the whole game was an infield single. So he either walked and then advanced on a pass ball or got a single and advanced on a pass ball. Well, he yeah, he was on... How did he get on? So he he advanced on a pass ball to second. Might have been a fielder's choice because he was standing on second. Yeah. No, because Stan, no, because stands uh, up right after. That's after him. Yeah. yeah. So he that's was the other thing. It's like, how good is he if Giancarlo Stanton's not batting behind him? Not as good. No, but that's that. I mean, you can't take. I mean, Devers isn't as good, and Bogarts isn't behind him either. Well, but Bogarts is generally not behind Devers. Whatever. I mean, I, I'm just saying that's not. I, I'm just saying that's that's a bad. That's a flawed logic to follow. It's a real thing. It's an inherent bias, though. But like, he could bat anywhere. I mean, his numbers are overall. I, anyway, either way, I, we're neither of us are statisticians, so we can't really argue anything to the contrary. But. Uh, I don't. I don't think Aaron Judge is bad. Is as bad as you guys don't think he is. I don't think he's an MVP. No, see, we're not saying that Aaron Judge is bad, but he's overrated. Like you can be good. Oh, and but like everything. Rated. Yeah, for sure. Like, he's good. It. He's not that good. Like, he, is he the best right fielder in Major League Baseball? No. Is he the best right fielder in the American League? No. No. Who is he is? the best right fielder on the Yankees? No. no. Like, who's the best right fielder in the American League? Yeah, that's a good question. Who is the best right fielder in the American League? The best right fielder in the American League. And don't say whoever plays right field for the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> Randy Rosarina? It's not him. Um, let's see. Can't well, this year it was probably Joey Gallo. For the Rangers. You think Joey Gallo is better than Aaron Judge? This year. Until he went to the Yankees. Until he went to the he Yankees. Was terrible at the end of the year. He was garbage for the same uh, half. Um, overall numbers. There's that kid for the Astros plays right field, right? 
Sam, I'm disappointed in you for getting a really, really easy one for you. I know I am. Um, anyway, we got that play wrong. Judge was Mitch Haniger played right field for the Seattle uh, Mariners. He was a pretty yeah, good right fielder. Who? Mitch Haniger. Oh, Mitch Haniger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let me do this play though. So Judge was standing on first. He wasn't on second. He'd hit a single, was on first. Stanton hits a rocket off the green monster. Judge is rounding second. And uh, the third base coach is calling him. Judge is rounding oh, third. Teoscar Hernandez. He wasn't at. Oh, Teoscar. Yeah. He's the best like left fielder in, in the American League. Okay. Yeah, that's true. For sure. God, the Blue Jays had such a good offense. Anyway, it was hilarious. They threw Judge out at home by a mile. He fucking sucks. Slow it was a terrible send. That was a that was a. It was a terrible send. It was an absolute go. That was send. that was on the 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 third yeah. base coach, not on Aaron Judge. And everybody, it was obvious when you were watching it on TV. Like he's going to be out by a mile. It was a really good defensive play by the Red Sox outfield. It but, was a yeah, but here's the thing: a great though. relay by Xander okay. Bogats. Yeah, yeah. Who is, I think, I think Thomas, the- I think you talk about that, is that that was, like, just a perfectly executed relay, like, that you were supposed to see, you know. But people aren't, aren't doing that anymore, like, you know. Oh, it was fundamental baseball, like, <laughs> to a right. T. I mean, they both made really reasonable. I mean, that's the thing. Well, But the first thing that people don't talk about is Kike Hernandez backing up on that play was in the right place at the right time because who or whoever wasn't – Left field. Didn't get to the ball on time. No, he just didn't play it right. But if it's Schwarber, I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing out there in left field, especially on the green monster. But Kike Hernandez played that ball so well, and he made a good throw to Bogarts, and Bogarts threw a strike to home. And, yeah, Judge was out by a mile because it was a terrible send. But it was executed. I mean, that's what one thing they said on the telecast. They were like, well, you know, you have to force him to make the play. And A-Rod was like, no, not in this case. And A-Rod is such a dipshit, but he was right. Okay, so, and that was like the closest, because if he would have scored, uh, that would have made it 3-2. It would have been a completely different feel to the baseball right. game. But he was out, they get out of the inning, and then the Red Sox score three more runs, coast to a, a win. Coast right. to a six <clears throat> win, because Stan finally gets a home run in the top of the ninth, which I just thought was fucking hilarious. He must be so frustrated. I'd be so frustrated if I was Stan. He yeah, did you hear Xander Bogarts talking about that? No, who was talking about that? Xander Bogarts. What did he say? <clears throat> well, he was like, you know, like I thought he was talking about that play. It's like I thought that play was bigger than the home run that I hit. Yeah. Because if they score that run, that's a completely different sort of ball game. And, <clears throat> and he was like, and you know, instead of having all the momentum, like you look at you look at Giancarlo Stanton on second base. He looked so angry. <laughs> Did you see? Well, I mean, there the footage of him. He's standing there, and he's like, you could read his. It was like lip reading, just like God damn it, like right. so pissed, <laughs> and yeah. understandably so. Like bad base running, bad send, whatever. It was a. It was the rally killer, and after that, the yeah, Red Sox cruised. Yeah. Yvaldi so pitched really good, but Yvaldi really pitched well. See, I think I've always had more faith in Yvaldi than Sam has. I remember, like last year, I thought Yvaldi was pretty good. He's just never puts it all together, except at the end of this season, <coughs> he was pretty good in the second half. I was, I was. He had a really he's good kind year of saved their season. And you know, it's funny in 2018. After 2018, Dave Dombrowski signed him to like a five-year, hundred million dollar contract or something, and. Then and they basically fired him for it because he was so bad in 2019. But at this point in 2021, considering what pitchers of like his caliber are getting paid, it seems like a fucking bargain. You know? Yeah. I mean, mean, what they've gotten out of him in the second half this year is worth some money. They 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 he got he he pitched really well in that game and he's pitched really well down the stretch for them. I don't know. I don't know. What? And Gary Cole was trash. Without Cole, sticky yeah. stuff. Without he was so bad in this game. Even without the sticky stuff, he's done better than this. He got two 
two innings, got pulled in the third, not getting any outs in the third. The Red Sox fans were clearly getting to him. They were just chanting, Garrett, Garrett. Couldn't walk in tons of guys. It was great. I loved it. Fuck Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah, that guy's the worst. Yeah, no. I, I Well, top three. Brett Gardner's the worst. Yeah, he's done. He's got to be done. No, they'll win <clears> the <throat> back because they're terrible. Right. <laughs> he's just sitting in center field, fucking thrusting his hips at some lady through the television, you know? <laughs> That's right. Like That's a real... Enough. Like a real that. <laughs> we got that. <laughs> He's the worst. Oh my god! All right, I. But you know, we've said it. Like the Red Sox, the Yankees have some real sluggers, including Aaron Judge, your boy Thomas, who you love so much, and <laughs> and but so do the Red Sox. But the thing is, is that I would take anybody on the Red Sox roster over Brett Gardner. Like Brett Gardner oh, yeah. can't hit the ball. Yeah, no, he is. Oh, I'd rather crazy. die than be on a team with Brett Gardner. Yeah, he might be the worst starting <laughs> player in the major league. He's baseball. probably the worst starting player in major league baseball, and they have him batting fifth in this game. Like, was he batting fifth? Oh my god! Wait, 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 wait! Where is he batting now? No, <laughs> never exactly. playing baseball. In exactly. Yeah, he's again. not batting anywhere right now. He's fucking sitting on the fucking couch. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to us. What happens like when you've got Brett Gardner? He can't, expect, he can't expect a team to win the World Series if Brett Gardner is your number five hitter. Exactly. Or a one game playoff. Yeah. Or a one game playoff, let alone. Fuck the Yankees. Yeah. Once and for all. That's crazy. It says here yeah. he was batting six. Six. Even, I mean, still. Yeah. To my point, the Yankees as a team got six hits in the game. Three of those were by Stanton. Right. And only one of them was by their five through nine hitters. And that was an infield single. Yeah. You know what I just realized is a funny thought? Hmm. We're about, I'm about to, as a Mariner fan, trademark most downtrodden sports team fan right. in America. I mean, you definitely feel the most sorry for yourself. That's clear. For sure. <clears throat> but yeah. What I'm worried about, what I'm getting at, Sam, what I'm worried about is now fucking Yankee fans trying to like squeeze in on some of my pity points <laughs> and being like, oh, we haven't been to the World Series we in haven't won the World Series. Oh, it's been such a drought. And they're going to start feeling sorry for themselves all over the fucking place. And I'm going to be like, you motherfuckers need to step the shit back. See, and that's what gets to me because I will, when I'm sober, which is not very often, I'll say that like, well, the Yankee fans aren't that bad. There's just more of them, right? There's just more Yankee fans, and that's why we Did hate you them say that? that when I'm sober. But, I guess I've never known you to be sober. <laughs> but most of the time, I'm like, fuck Yankee fans, and that's why. Because they're either doing exactly what you just said, Thomas, like feeling sorry for themselves for not having been to the World Series in 12 years, or they flip to the complete opposite where they're like entitled bitches, And they think that they have the best team in the world with Gary Sanchez and Brett Garner in the starting line. And they like expect to win 120 games with that team. Right? There's no in between there. No, they're the worst. They're the worst. New York's the worst. Yeah. All all New York's worst. I agree. I live here. (laughs) I can like verify that this place is the fucking worst. Uh, Sam, you had some things you wanted to say about Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. So I uh, was unable to watch this game because of work reasons. Um, And so I followed it through a combination of listening to the radio broadcast and uh, just following it on the, you know, app and but my kind of, I've been doing a lot of reading about it in the past 24 hours uh, because there's been some really fun, like slamming of the Yankees uh, on specifically the athletic, 
which is pretty great. Um, the, I said, did you get that article? You I said, that, yeah, I tweeted yeah. that article. Yeah. I oh, nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's really good. But I, so anyway, there's been a lot of great uh, Yankee slamming being done on the athletic. But another person who's getting slammed is Alex Rodriguez for, again, this is something that we've been saying for a long time. That dude is terrible at his job. Um, and people have, and like people have just been destroying him on Twitter and uh, in the media for his the things that he was saying during this game. My favorite of which is I really liked the Anthony Rizzo signing because he's a baseball player. Period. <laughs> like that was the end of his like the thing that he liked about Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> But wait, we talked about it in the before the the Mariners. The only their their first offseason acquisition was to buy a brewery. So maybe they're not too far off. Like he's got something there. Like we should narrow it down at least to a ball player. <laughs> right. <clears throat> but you didn't trade away your top prospects for a brewery. <clears throat> no. Which is what the Yankees did for Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> <laughs> But he it seems just, like a he steady. Just, he, he seemed like a good, a good influence on the mound there. There was a couple. Of, I was watching that game, and he came over there and talked to whatever Yankees pitcher was in the game at the time, and seemed like he seemed like a steadying influence. He's a good clubhouse guy. So yeah, that's, he that, hit that, the only, that, he hit that, the only home run before Stanton's in the ninth. Rizzo was the only offense. Oh yeah, he did actually score that run. Yeah, but yeah, okay. I was kind of making fun of him. But, yeah, no, I, I, I think I'm on record for hating Anthony Rizzo. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah, um, but okay, yeah, it's those statements that Elad makes that don't make any damn sense whatsoever, and clearly show that he doesn't understand how baseball works. Right, like he is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. Elad. A-Rod. You know, he was a juicer, though, so it's hard to okay. like, quantify that, how good he actually was. Would you because, say the same of Barry Bonds? I feel like Barry Bonds had a lot more of his career before he started using uh, steroids. Interesting. Uh, yes, but of his, what people look upon as his Hall of Fame career, I mean... People didn't love Barry Bonds until he started hitting dingers into McCovey Cove right See, after Mark McGuire. That's your, that's your West Coast Mackie. bias coming out. That guy <laughs> no, that's was electric me watching for the, the fucking Giants. That guy was electric for the fucking Pirates. Like he had a he was a 30 30. I guy. agree with you 100%. Yeah. He, he was a he was a that was a great he was a member of a really cool Sid Bream and Bobby Bonilla. He yeah. was on a really cool Pittsburgh Pirates team in the early 90s. And he was an electric ball player. He was a 30-30 guy for sure. Came up big. He was huge. It was an incredible fast ball player. He came to San Francisco and he was like one of the best baseball players in the game. He got signed to San Francisco to a pretty meager contract and he got kind of pissed on. And then you know what happened? Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and their race to 61. And he watched the whole country freak out about these guys hitting home runs. They could give two shits about it being Mark McGuire, juice to the gills, who couldn't run or play the field. All they wanted to do was see home, home runs. And he started thinking that maybe a home run was the way to go. So he started doing maybe what Mark McGuire was doing, maybe what Sammy Sosa was doing, what some other guys were doing, because it was what was working. And he did it better than anybody else did it. When Sam, Mark McGuire, I mean, sorry, Barry Bonds, under the influence or not in his late career prime was the by far the great most dominant hitter of his era of his time but i feel like he would have been a hall of famer in his pre-steroids i agree with you 100 i don't think that you could say that about alex rodriguez because he didn't really have much of a pre-steroid era Alex Rodriguez was a Seattle Mariner and he was really good. He was a really he good prospect. And he came up with like five four tools years, and then he went to, and then he went to Texas and he got huge. Yeah, like, and that's, that's when, when the steroids, that's when steroids yes. happened, and that's when all people cared about was people hitting home runs. A Rod, I would disagree with Joel that A Rod is a top five hitter all time. I don't think A Rod really? is 
Oh, I, I, I just don't good. think that you can make that judgment because he was on steroids the whole time. Yeah, we've talked about this, though. I mean, you're comparing Ewa to Ewa. I mean, Babe Ruth was drunk all the time. <laughs> and he was better than A-Rod. <laughs> right. Can but you, so were the pitchers. Right, right. I don't know. In the 70s, everybody was on Benzedrine. I feel like people still are. <laughs> probably are. Uh, I feel like I probably an every major league baseball player has like an Adderall prescription. You think Adderall? Oh, yeah, that would be probably. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. That's interesting. Uh-oh, Trey Turner's on second, Will Smith's on first. Two outs, two on. Yeah, that, that, that. Okay, so we got a couple minutes left. Do you guys want to look back at what we are predictions, or do you want to look forward at the upcoming uh, DS series and talk about those? I think we should send a re- I think we should save a reflecting episode till after the season ends, and then we can Okay. Be like, oh, this is all the things we said. We could talk about all of our picks for MVP. Right. I think I picked the Mets to win the World Series. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not like anxious. <laughs> you, yeah, you picked you picked Met, Mets versus Oakland, right? Yeah. That was like your yeah. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, happening. we we I I mean I think what we need to do is we really need to gear up for our look back episode because really when we look at our picks, they're comical. Yeah. On many levels so i think we could really have a a good laugh looking back i think that should be a real fun episode Uh, all right i actually did a lot better than i thought i was gonna red sox race sam tell me why the red sox are gonna win this series uh i think that if the red sox get bats get hot then they can beat anybody okay um you know i think that the red sox Weakness is their pitching, um, and but the pitching has shown at times this season that they can be good enough. Yeah, it's just a matter of whether or not this is one of those times in the season. Yeah. And if it is, the Red Sox bats are good enough to win this series. Uh, that's why the, they could win this series. Yeah. The reason they could lose this series is because their bullpen is terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and in, they ha- okay, but that being said, like this week is the first time that they've all been back from COVID too. So, is Chris Sale going to make his next start? He's going to start the second game probably. Is he healthy or is it, is it nobody knows? Uh, I think he's healthy. I think they're just being super cautious with him. Yeah, interesting. Who's starting game one? Uh, Rodriguez, Rodriguez? Yeah. who's pitched lights out for his past like four starts, something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, so the Red Sox pitching can be good enough, it's just will they be good enough? Yeah, because the offense is good enough. Yeah, oh, and also, we haven't even talked about JD Martinez spraining his ankle running out to left field and tripping over second base. Who the fuck <laughs> was that? Yeah, JD. In the wild card game? No, but no. he didn't play in the wild card game at all. He didn't play in the wild card game. He might not play in the ALTS. What the fuck? I didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, this, you guys are fucked. This is one of those like I got hope four wheeling kind of accidents. Or, Except it not wasn't. Even. Not, no, yeah, it's it was like, not even the same. Yeah, that was like uh, yeah, not even. Yeah, this is dumb. Who was the guy who broke his hand hitting the wall celebrating when they No, were- not celebrating. He pitched poorly. Oh, okay. Who was that guy? I forget. Anyway, that sucks for JD about JD Martinez, but it's also kind of funny. Uh the Rays the Pirates? No, no, no. This year it happened this year. Uh, the Rays are really good. They have really good hitting. They got Randy Rosarina. They got Wando Franco, Brandon Lowe, Austin Meadows. I don't know. A bunch of other. They're deep. They're, they're a good ball club. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, their weakness is their starting pitching. Like, we have to hit them early. That's the key to the Red Sox winning the, World's, the, the division series. 
to backtrack a little bit, that was another dumb fucking thing that A-Rod said on, on the broadcast. He said that the Yankees and the Red Sox need to stop trying to do what the Rays are doing. They need to stop trying to be smoked and just spend Oh, yeah. Money. Which, like, again, I guess, like, there's a kernel of truth in what he's saying. And, like, it's foolish to try to duplicate, like, the Tampa Bay model. But, like, you can learn from that. Like, just, he was saying that they need to stop being, trying to be smart. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's the, the thing, like, you know, if the Red Sox and Yankees can figure out what the Rays are doing and then yeah. add to it their incredible resources, exactly. the Rays will never win the AL East again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck being smart for you guys. Fuck being smart. That's A-Rod's like motto. Fuck being smart. Well, he would know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He hates it worked out pretty well for him. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. You know, it's more it's better to be ahead by an even number of runs than an odd number of runs. It's ready to be a it's better to be ahead. Yeah. Okay. Uh other DS, White Sox, Houston. I think the White Sox, they actually, they've got a good chance in this one. Again, they've got all their dudes for like the first time all year long. If Jose Abreu doesn't have the flu, they were worried he had COVID. He tested negative for COVID. Um, and he he is going down to Houston. So hopefully he'll be ready. I hope Rodon figures it out. Yeah, and what are we doing with Dallas Keuchel? Nobody knows. Well, I mean, if you got Giolito, I forgot about that guy. If you got Giolito, you got Rodon, and you got Cease. You got a five-game series. Lance Lynn's a game one starter. Oh, and I forgot about Lance Lynn. So, yeah, yeah you, you're fine. And I like a bullpen. I mean, there's been criticism, but you can't, like, you throw kids. Astros are going to light you up. That's the thing is that the Astros light everybody up, and they hit home runs so if the white Sox can hit the offense can hit some home runs and not ground into double plays that's going to be the big difference because you got the like i think you got a paper tiger pitching staff right now we do scared i'm scared for you joel i'm scared for you yeah yeah you just gotta try and take one in houston yeah yeah and come home and take care of business you know what i mean that's what does houston have the home field yeah, Houston's got home field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, also the Red Sox. Like, if we can get into Fenway with one winning one game, then I like our chances. I like our chances in Fenway, you know? Sure. Like you said, it's like a very unpleasant place to play if you're on the visiting team. <laughs> I agree with that. There's a, there's, a, there's a home field advantage in, uh, in Fenway Park that is not enjoyed anywhere else. Yeah, it's because yeah. the, the fans are, like, right on top of the players. Well, there's uh, also, like, really specific dimensions that lend themselves very specifically to aspects of the game that if you know how to play them, you can actually play them, as opposed to if you have never played there before and you don't know how to play them. Well, I feel like that's a lot of different fields have different aspects like that. No, they don't. <laughs> Not like Fenway. Oakland has big. Oakland has a lot of foul territory. Yankee Stadium sucks. Uh, other than that, it's pretty much a cookie cutter. Yeah, Comerica Park, the Lions. That's a big. Park. I mean, Comerica's a little bigger. The Astros Park Baltimore's has a that little big smaller. Um, Houston's got Houston's got a shitty little left field too. There's not a couple like- other stadiums that have shitty little left fields, but nothing as short as Fenway. And, they right. like, they're, they're, and also, like they don't have that, that green bank of seats that come out that take any ball off the angle and shoot it right back to the shortstop. So, like, there's all kinds. And then they also don't have the whole right field situation with your pesky fucking pole. I, yeah, which actually, like, I... I mean, I was, don't even talk about the monster. You've got Triple's Alley over there. you got the fucking weird, stupid center field with a fucking garage door because they can't build an actual <laughs> wall. Fenway <laughs> Park is the best. It's beautiful. Man, I want to go there really bad. Amazing. Like you're just talking incredible. About, I really like, want to go. But I'm what I'm saying. All I'm, like they're the best. All I'm saying is that it lends itself to a certain home field advantage that no other right. team enjoys. Pedro Martinez was on the broadcast the other day and he was talking about how he came to um 
Fenway, and he really liked it because it was the only place in Major League Baseball that felt like a Latin American baseball stadium. Oh, yeah. Because, because the fans are like right there and you can and like old and shitty. You can have a conversation from the pitcher's mound to the stands and that's it. Yeah. yeah, I want to go there really bad. You'd like it, I think. Oh, I'm sure I would. If the if the Red Sox weren't playing, <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't own a brewery, but no, you don't. You have a bunch of championships too, right? Yeah. We do have a lot of, and you're actually current. You're currently playing in the playoffs, so we don't really have right. a position to stand here. <laughs> right, and we have like a unique and historic ballpark that. People are dying. It lends itself to a, a certain advantage, a decided advantage over a hundred years. Right. And that's why we do better than the Mariners every year. No, you do better than the Mariners because your front office actually gives a shit. Yeah. And is and our fans. And is not hey, hey. I have to say it was really <laughs> fun to go to those games. I was actually pretty impressed with some Mariner fans in the that that looked, I saw yeah, I saw some that. that looks good. There's some decent etiquette there. I went to the game against the A's and I was my usual vocal self. And instead of getting shamed by ushers and old people, though, like it was infectious and the whole stadium just went apeshit. I mean, obviously just because of me. Right. Yeah. But no, Mariners fans, I thought were like, oh shit, these guys are are actually paying attention. These people do actually know what's going on in this game. And it was pretty fun. That makes sense. So I'm I'm excited for a good future here. At least I get to be a part of the inception and not just on some old washed out racist ball club history right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm grasping at straws um okay yeah, you really have nothing <laughs> especially since you're president of baseball yeah. operations just, just like <laughs> went on a racist brand earlier this season good point White Sox host their first playoff game since 2008 on Sunday. So hopefully that won't be the only game of the season. I'm not bitter. I'm just picking both teams playing both of your guys' teams to win this next right. round. Right. Well, fuck. <laughs> oh, it's obviously going to be Houston and Tampa Bay. I don't know. Houston and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to be tough. We can do it if we play – if we avoid the – problems that we're prone to right yeah <laughs> but well, we could do it well and that was the thing like about- defense and pitching right well but that's the thing is like we beat the yankees and we played really pretty solid defense and pitched well and you've all you beat the yankees what's that i oh. said you've all the ate up enough innings so that your bullpen didn't actually get stressed Although right. they pulled them early. I they pulled them weird. early, yeah. I was the only one who was okay with that. Everybody else was mad about that. I don't know. that. I mean, I didn't watch the game, but it really didn't seem as competitive as... It wasn't. It was like the Yankees didn't play. No. The Yankees didn't come to play. They, they blinked. We talked about this when the Yankees beat the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. They blinked. The Red Sox blinked in that series. In that series. And the Yankees blinked in this. Like, the Yankees were. I think that, you know, I think also it's like last year there were no fans in the stadium in the playoffs. And then this year, and it's a whole – there were like 40,000, you know, violent racists screaming at people. You know, like, that's that's intimidating, you know? Oh, Boston. You're my home. Wait a second. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. (laughs) That was a hey, wait a minute. That's what I was saying. <laughs> oh, we got to make sure we get to our uh, tackling racism in baseball episode. Yeah, that's got to be. There's, there's actually a really, uh, and this is maybe possibly Alex Cora related, but there's like when I went to that game this year, and I've noticed it in when I went to a game, and I haven't been to a game in Finley for a while, I guess 2019, there's like a large contingent of like, Puerto Rican pride Red Sox fans. Oh, interesting. That are like really that aren't allowed in the stadium. No, that are like that are like a noticeable, a noticeable amount in the stadium. And that are like really big Red Sox style Red Sox fans. 
Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like, love yeah. Christian Vasquez. <laughs> he's, like, he's like your favorite player. He's like nothing. <laughs> uh, Brewers versus Braves. And that one. Brewers, yeah. Corbin Burns and Brandon yeah. Woodward. I'm, I'm going to go with the Braves. Yeah. You know, the Braves have just been sniffing at it for so many years now mm-hmm. i feel like this is the year they can pop through i don't think so i think brewers take them in- and milwaukee's yeah. good um milwaukee's then- okay milwaukee plays in a bad division right right corbin birds and Brady woodward were the best one two in baseball by a large margin and they've got a really good bullpen and they've got a lights out bullpen, mm-hmm. yeah. and they play pretty good defense for being old guys. And they they, they kind of have the Tampa Tampa model model too. They've got kind of a long, unique bench. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think I think it's going to be San Francisco and uh, Milwaukee and Milwaukee and the NLCS. Yeah. And I have no idea who wins that. Mm. I'm going with the White Sox Brewers World Series. Yep. The old cheese factory series, they call it. Wait, White Sox Brewers? The meat and cheese factory series? Yeah, what would they call that? Would they call that the the series on the lake? You know? Yeah, probably. Fuck the Cubs. It's it's like the Burning Lake, Burning River versus the Frozen Lake. No, that's Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. No. No, it's like a hour, like an hour. It's on the same lake. It's yeah, both Lake Michigan. They're an hour and ten minutes apart. Oh yeah, the series on the lake for sure. The barge series. Ooh, that'd be a good one. The Toll Plaza series. Yeah, I don't know what the interstate is that connects them, but yeah, they'd probably call it the I fifty-seven or whatever the fuck it is. It's like fifty-five, isn't it? Let me look it up because I've driven it. I went to the I, I told you guys I went to Blue Wolf Stadium this year. That's fun. Um yeah, that's what I'm going for. I don't I'm not saying it's gonna happen. That's what I'm rooting that's gonna happen. If I had so what is Major League Baseball's rooting for a Red Sox Dodgers World Series. But and, and to, to Thomas's point about the biased East Coast media. They want they want Yankees Dodgers every fucking year, but if they can't get Yankees Dodgers, they'll settle for Red Sox Dodgers, and if they can't get Red or Sox, or Dodgers, or Cardinals, unfortunately, yeah. Even though the Cardinals are like a small market team, Cardinals are pretty far down though. I think. Yeah. No. They want Cubs. Maybe not. They want, maybe not in the National League. They want Yankees Cubs is the other matchup that they would want, but the. You know, oh, I guess I was thinking of I was thinking of teams that are still teams playing. Yeah, they'll take Giants. Think, the Giants have a big fan base, Bay Area. Um, they would like a Giants to uh, whatever. Right. Giants Red Sox. I think that the I think the teams that they would least like to see in the World Series are Milwaukee, Tampa. Yeah, yeah, they would right. Yeah, that would be the lowest probably. ratings, probably. Yeah. Because Chicago, yeah. even though the White Sox are the, the lesser of the Chicago teams, you'd at least get the Chicago one. Right. And also, that's just like a bunch of people with calculators just like clicking at each other. And A-Rod. And A-Rod trying to like understand sabermetrics. <laughs> what that is is a pencil. <laughs> right. And then, like, Buster Olney finally just, like, shoots him. It's funny, A-Rod, I wanted to add to what you were saying about pencils, is that <laughs> pencils have lead in them. Oh, wow. That was a really good impression. Thomas, that was really good. Yeah, thanks, thanks, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly... God, I hate it when he defers to A-Rod about something. Like, every time, he's like, you know better than I do about yeah, something yeah. that Elon clearly fucking knows nothing about. Yeah, you've been play, you've been, you've been recovering, you've been covering baseball for like forty years. Like you've paid way more attention to baseball than A Rod has. 
<laughs> oh, God damn it, Buster Olney, you suck. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we'll catch you next week. We got to go. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, check us out on all your social media applications, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let's go. We're excited for the playoffs. We'll see you next week uh, for the CS. Go White Sox. Sam's rooting for the Red Sox. Thomas says he's rooting for the Rays, but he really he, he wants the Red Sox to win. He really I'm rooting wins. for the White Sox. I'm rooting for the Rays. He's rooting for the Rays. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, all right. Thanks so much for listening. This no one's rooting for the Rays. No one's rooting. I am. No one. No one roots for the Rays. I'm rooting for the Rays. <laughs> you can play that stupid Red Sox song now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this a Red Sox song? <laughs> At least this Boston song is about Boston. It's about Boston. That's why I like it. It works. It's about Boston. But I'm a wishing.